0: Welcome to CareCast, CareNet's podcast on family, faith, and life with Roland Warren, CareNet's President and CEO, and Vincent DeCaro, CareNet's Chief Outreach Officer. CareCast and more pro-abundant life commentary from CareNet can be found at care-net.org, where you can watch videos, download e-books, and subscribe to the Abundant Life blog. Now let's listen in on what Roland and Vince have for us this week on CareCast.
1: Okay, Roland, here we are for... Another episode of Carecast. I, I actually forgot what our podcast was called there for a second.
0: Oh my gosh, Vince! Yeah,
1: that's terrible. It must be bad branding. Who's in charge of that sort of thing? <laughs> <laughs> Carecast. It's a great I name, know. actually. But,
0: you know, but we this is a caring bunch here, and yeah. we will forgive you. It's, y- I it's know how we're wired.
1: If it wasn't for that man, wow. Yeah, I've, I've You'd had be to be out on your ear. I'd I'd have to be <laughs> both, <laughs> what is both it? ears, both yeah. ears at the same time somehow. Yeah, um, I don't know. How, I mean, yeah, that how would means. that work? But. Yeah, out on your ear. That's a funny expression.
0: It is. We'll have to look that one. Up. I, I'm yeah, going to. Yeah, yeah. I,
1: I like etymology. So. Yeah, yeah. Um, it sounds delicious. Is that the,
0: like the study of birds or something? <laughs> <don't know>. uh, <laughs> oh, that's etymology. or something. Yeah, or, yeah,
1: and ornithology. We mix the two terms together. I know, I know. Yeah, that's what we do. But one thing that we're not mixed up about, Roland, is no. talking, I think, hopefully very clearly. Clarity. With clarity on the abortion issue and the life issue. And um, we are now in a... Post-Roe versus Wade environment, I believe this is actually the first podcast that we're recording since the overturning of Roe versus Wade. Yes, it is. And gosh, it, you know, looking back at the months leading up to that decision and now the roughly three weeks roughly since that decision has come down, you can kind of start to see a pattern yes. of things that have been unfolding in anticipation of that decision, um, especially with the leak having come down. And people you know, essentially preparing on both sides of the issue for what they kind of viewed as an inevitable eventually Roe versus Wade is going to be overturned. And so one of those things um, that we've seen – and this is really, has really ramped up since the overturning of Roe versus Wade – is the Democratic Party um, has been much more bold yes. in terms of trying to not hide on the abortion issue and being much more direct about their support for – abortion rights, access to abortion, women's rights, all the different, you know, yeah. phrases that are used to sh- talk about, you know, um, the support for the right to abortion or a right uh, of a woman to choose an abortion. Whereas, you know, a couple of years ago, five years ago, yeah. especially 10 years ago, especially, I think the safe, legal and rare yeah. narrative was still sort of still kind of sticking around a little bit in our in the cultural narrative around abortion, even among pro-choice folks, or especially, I should say, among pro-choice folks. but we've really kind of seen that yeah. really kind of be, get actively thrown out. Yeah. That it's, yeah, it's kind of like the Wizard of Oz. Right. You know, the curtain is pulled back. Yeah, so we, we it's not even worth trying to hide behind not fancy, a, yeah. cute yeah. phrases it, anymore. The whole,
0: like, don't pay, pay attention to the man behind the curtain. Like, now it's like, right. let's rip that curtain open yeah. and you can see exactly what's back there. Right. And, and
1: Yeah, and so one of the manifestations yeah. of that, Um, is a story that we saw recently that's talking about how um, certain Democratic candidates are now being encouraged to actually share their abortion stories while they're running for office to sort of bring this to light. And again, let's not try to hide behind this. We shouldn't be ashamed of this. Let's put it out there. Let's get our stories out there so that people can respond to those stories. And so um, you had some really good sort of thoughts and feedback about that idea.
0: Yeah, it's kind of an interesting thing because you know, when, when you hear stories, I mean, the, the objective of, of most stories, particularly in a political context, is to really ev- evoke a se- certain level of emotion, mm-hmm. right? And emotion, in many cases and often, uh, it, without you actually even looking at facts, looking at logic, like not to think through it at all, but just let the story just take you over, mm-hmm. let the story take you away. Like, yeah. don't process, don't Use any critical thinking skills. Just let your emotional response, right? Just take take you there. So I think that's part of the the strategy. And we've seen this not just with politicians, but with others who want to tell you know who who want to shout their abortions and things of that that nature. Mm-hmm. And you know, I think the thing that struck me was that it was interesting because one of the quotes in in, in the story it really talks about how there was a, you know sort of an increased acceptance of the LGBT community once folks started coming out of the closet mm-hmm. and, and you and you found out that you know your brother your cousin your whatever that mm-hmm. they were living you know that lifestyle had that perspective and you love them like them therefore mm-hmm. you're going to accept this so it really mm-hmm. is sort of a this notion that you're doing is connected to your being in other words mm-hmm. like like your being and your doing are interconnected mm-hmm. there's no separation of that so mm-hmm. if you like my being who i am if mm-hmm. you will then you then you're going to accept, embrace, celebrate my doing. That's mm-hmm. sort of the, the right, narrative. Right, right. Yep. And so this one person in the article kind of talks about that and says that you know they're hopeful that that once somebody knows the identity, mm-hmm. right, mm-hmm. the, the a person has an abortion identity, essentially what they're talking about, right,
1: right, that right. they
0: will um, uh, that they will be more accepting of abortion, mm-hmm. thus mm-hmm. tell you, thus tell your story, right. So again, yep. it, it, it's one of the things we've talked about in the past how over the last you know forty. Five plus years that Roby Wade shifted from something, from a doing, mm-hmm. some, a, something that women did to mm-hmm. get rid of a problem, mm-hmm, to mm-hmm. this notion that it's actually your identity. In other words, you're not able to fully be a woman mm-hmm. without the ability mm-hmm. to end the life of your child in the womb. Mm-hmm. So it mm-hmm. shifts from being a doing to a being, if right. you will. And right. those two things are in, are interconnected. Right. So my doing is my being. So it's interesting. It's kind of using that, sir. That same narrative, yeah, yeah, in yeah. terms of telling the, telling the story
1: yeah, and, and and clearly, you know the gay rights movement has been very successful in terms of you know kind of main getting into the mainstream of the culture and creating you know a lot of acceptance right around right. around the the lifestyle, et cetera, and so it looks to be a very intentional sort of let's take a page out of that playbook, create an identity around somebody who has had an abortion. So part of who you are now is that I am a person who had an abortion. Right. Right.
0: My my identity.
1: Exactly. And and therefore to create sympathy for people who have done that and therefore normalize it. Right. And kind of take away any sort of misgivings or taboo or anything that there might exist around that issue so that it just sort of becomes, well, of course, you know. We would support abortion because I support that. I know all these people now who did this and it's just out there and in the open. It's happening all around me. Apparently, you know, it's everywhere. So how can we not accept it? Right. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it it is. But there's a key, key difference here. Mm -hmm. Key, key difference, which they don't want to talk about Mm -hmm. in terms of the story. Right. Because they're not the only one who has a story. Right. There's another story. There's Mm -hmm. another person Mm -hmm. that's involved Mm -hmm. who has a story yes. would have a story right wants to tell a story mm-hmm. which starts with the conception and then their birth and then their life right and so that story and
1: that story was cut short and that
0: story was cut short by you so mm-hmm. I, I would think about it, like if you were in in court right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and and you are in a sense a court of public opinion right so you have someone who's done something that's a sin that's wrong. Right. And they're up on the stand and they're and they're telling their story. The defense attorney saying, tell your story. The person tells their story very passionately and whatever you see this, you know, in television, movies, stuff like that. And they tell their story. And 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 the jury's kind of looking at that going, wow, that's oh, wow, what, what a story. Mm-hmm. And then what happens? Mm-hmm. The prosecutor stands up and says, I appreciate your story. I'm sorry that you had to go through that. But mm-hmm. this other person's life was ended by you. Mm-hmm. And let's tell
1: their story. And
0: somebody needs to tell their story. Yeah. And that's really the role. So if you're in the court of public opinion, if mm-hmm. you will, on the life issue, mm-hmm. you should be, when you hear that story, mm-hmm. understand it, embrace it, have sympathy, compassion for it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, if you're mm-hmm. a person who's seeking justice, yeah. right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Then the next thing you say, but I need to hear the other story. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and, the, and, and of course, the one who's speaking in the jury box is the powerful one, not the vulnerable one, mm-hmm. right? Because they're the one who's living, not the one who was, whose life was ended. Right, right, right. right? So, yeah. so it's not really justice when you only listen to the stories of the powerful. Mm-hmm. People would talk, call that tyranny or whatever, right? Right, 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 sure, <laughs> right? absolutely. It, that's yeah. not justice, actually. Mm-hmm. We call that injustice mm-hmm. when you only listen to the story of the powerful. Yeah. I mean, there's
1: that uh, that old saying, you know, the, the winners write history. Exactly. Right. So what about the losers? Exactly. Well, and it shouldn't and we all, be listening. To and that a lo- yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah.
0: All this focus now that, yeah. you, that you hear is like we need to hear the stories of more people. We yeah. need to hear the stories of disenfranchised people. Right. We need to hear the stories of people like me, people of color, people. Mm-hmm. We need right. to hear their stories, not just the stories of the winners. Right. Right. Not right. just the stories of the, of powerful, the, survivors, or of the, the survivors or the survivors or the pirates. Right. right. Exactly. Yeah. And what is that story? Mm-hmm. Well, that story is a vulnerable person mm-hmm. whose life was sacrificed mm-hmm. for a powerful person. Right, right. That's the story. Yeah. And yeah.
1: go ahead. And, it, yeah, and it's really interesting because somebody in that the story that we, that we were reading to, about essentially says as much when she says nobody has a, an abortion because it's fun and easy. It's not like I was going to get mimosas with my friends, but I'm going to get an, abor- an abortion instead. That is not the calculus you are doing. But then it stops there and they she doesn't actually talk about the calculus that they are doing. Right. Because if you start to talk about the calculus that somebody is doing, yes. then you have to actually start talking about the unborn child's life who was ended in order to do something apparently positive for yourself. Well, right? of
0: course, you, you are sacrificing that. I mean, it, you know, and again, I don't mean this to sound harsh or anything. Mm-hmm. I mean this to be actually what it is. Mm-hmm. You are sacrificing the life of this child. Mm-hmm. So that you can have a better life. Mm-hmm. No one has an abortion to have a worse life. Right. Right. right
1: They're not right, saying, right.
0: "Well, you know, I'm going to abort this child so my life can be exponentially worse right. than it is right now." Yeah. No, you're actually aborting the child so that your life can be better. And you know, it just brings me back to that, you know, that one salon uh, article that folks can look up. The title is "A uh, What If Abortion Ends a Life?" and I think the writer was Elizabeth Williams. I think mm-hmm. her name was a pro-choice writer, and it basically is an article that's kind of focused on. Trying to encourage the pro choice community to, to stop trying to say that the the, the fetus is a life and all that. And basically, to, 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 say alive,
1: to, to say the fetus is not alive. To say She's basically not, saying, of, yeah, course alive. Yeah. of course it's a life. Of
0: course it's a life, right? Yeah. And you sound like a flat earther, you know, if, yeah. whatever. And she ends that piece with, with words that I, I read in 2012 mm-hmm. when I was first mm-hmm. starting with Karen. And she said, Basically, so what, abortion is a life? But she said, But I will put the life of the mother over the life of the fetus all the while acknowledging the fact that the fetus is indeed a life, a life worth sacrificing.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Right. Mm-hmm. In other words, I will put the life of the powerful over the life of the vulnerable, all the while acknowledging that the vulnerable is indeed a life, mm-hmm. a life worth sacrificing. Mm-hmm. That's the reality of it. Right. And, you know, as a black person, you know, I, I, I said, well, wait a minute, hold on. Mm-hmm. Wait, wait, wait a minute, let me do some word exchanging here. Wait, I will put the life of the slaveholder over the life of the slave, all the while acknowledging that, that a slave is indeed a life, a life worth sacrificing. Right. And you can put other words in there and you realize the life of a Nazi over the life of a Jew, all the while you, mm-hmm. you follow what yeah, I'm saying. Absolutely. So what you realize is that worldview mm-hmm. is actually the same worldview, mm-hmm. which is reflected in the most heinous acts through human history, Where the powerful use their power against the vulnerable. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that's the reality. That's the part of the that's the rest, as Paul Harvey used to say. And that's the rest of the story that needs to be told. And so if we're going to be objective people Mm -hmm. and want to listen to narrative, and we should and have compassion for these difficult Mm -hmm. situations, and we do here at Mm CareNet, compassion, hope, and help, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. But we've got to tell the other side. We've got to tell the story of the vulnerable if we're going to be people of justice. Mm -hmm. And then based on that, how can we support that person in that condition? Mm -hmm. Never put them in a situation where they have to feel like abortion is their only choice. The only choice that they have is to sacrifice their vulnerable child for. For themselves. Yes. And that's where compassion, hope, help, coming alongside folks who are facing pregnancy decision, which is a core part of our model, ministry model here at Carinet, is mm-hmm. so critically important because we never want a woman or a man ever to be in, in, in that have that perspective that they get deceived into believing that it's a righteous act, a good act, a just act mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, to sacrifice their vulnerable
1: child yeah. uh, for themselves. Yeah. No, absolutely not. It's like I'm. I must be living in a different world than some of the. Some of the pro choice activists who are quoted in a lot of these articles, because that same person that I quoted before said, I think this is an opportunity for us, a real opening for us to just change the story. But in our culture, wouldn't changing the story actually be doing what you just talked about, which is actually telling the story, the whole story, including the story of the life of the unborn child whose life was ended? We've been hearing. One side of the story for many, many years, if not decades now. Yes. So I'm not sure what exactly they're thinking is going to is going to change.
0: Well, it's certainly uh, not one that's seeking justice. Right. Right, when you go up on the stand, what do they say? Do you swear to tell the tell the truth, the whole truth? Yeah. Right. The whole truth. In other words, the whole story.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And
0: nothing but the truth. Mm-hmm. Right. So it, it's not about changing the story. It's yeah. about telling the Whole story. So you look at yep. human development in the womb. You look at all of these other things. You you, you don't have the perspective that we're going to mute the whole uh, conversation about the the, the child being a life mm-hmm. and, and the humanity of the child in the womb and all that to, to quote change the story. You want to tell the whole story, the truth and nothing mm-hmm. but the truth, and that's what we seek to do
1: here all uh, the time. Absolutely, and I think that's that's a great way to end this. Again, you know, our website has lots of resources to kind of help you think through and talk through these, you know, very difficult situations with you know with friends and family and, and, and people that you care about. So care net.org is where you can get all that stuff and thank you so much, Roland.
0: You're welcome. We hope you enjoyed this episode of CareCast. For more Pro Abundant Life commentary and practical resources, please visit care-net.org. There you can subscribe to the Abundant Life blog, giving you access to videos, ebooks, podcasts, and other resources to help turn your pro life passion into pro abundant life action. Until next time, we pray that God blesses you and yours daily.